Mm. Thank you, Yosef. Okay. Let's go to A. Last night, I have to 
Let's see if I remember something. Last night, when we were uh, when we were down this place, Shuva, so there was such a hit orerud, there was such an awakening there. I think because Brenner was on base, it just gave me everything. But I, I um, as the as we were starting to sing and dance there, I got a nigun, and I'm trying to remember it right now. We started singing it, and we felt like we always knew it. Uh, let me see if I can remember it. It's a strong nigga. Shuva Hashem. I was thinking, because the words hit me so deep. Shu, place is called Shuva. Shuva Hashem is Sheshev. Yisaynu ka'afikim ba'negev. Right? And then I'm looking at these chayalim, you know, hazorim bedima berina yiktzor. The words were so... I have a... Uh, I don't know. I have, uh, for me, it doesn't come easy, the nigga and the words. Mamash. Like, sometimes it takes me years. Sometimes it takes me... I do, like, I change the words, like, three or four times. Until I decide to drop it, you know? Like, uh, for instance, I remember that one went through. Um, And I said, no, forget it, no words. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it works. No, it, it works. I just ended up putting it without words. There's a, there are a few nigunim like that. But this one, this, like, it's so clear to me, this nigun is the words. We started dancing to it, sang it one time, one or two times without words. And then I, was, and I realized we're in a place called Shuva, so the words came down right, right then and there. I know. 
Yeah, that was it, right? That was Chazak. Yes. It's, it's, but, but it's the, it's the, it's the, it's them. It's them. Mastamet. First of all, a place called Shuva. Shuva Hashem is everyone's, everyone's coming back. Hashavisenu. Kafikim Banegev. I don't know if that's considered exactly the Negev where we were, but let's just say it's Hemshech of the Negev or whatever. We're on their way. But then you're looking at this Hevra. And Bemet, I have no idea how many of the Hevra that I've seen when I've been there are still alive, right? I don't know. That's the place you go in and out. Hazorim Bedima. Hazorim Bedima. How many, how many, how many, Bedima. Berina Yitzayru. We have to reap with Nigunim, with fire, with Tztaka, with Simcha, with, with, with Barshamt, with everything. They're, they're changing. They're changing our lives, these, these heroes, and it's time to up it a lot of notches, so. I never get the words like this. It never happens for me. It's them. I feel like I know this Megan for years. Yeah. Huh? I feel like I know the Megan for years. I, I, it wasn't, I know. I felt, like it, I felt like it was one of our Nigunim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember when we were dancing that last night? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like some old problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like down on the no. spot. It's amazing. Them. It's them. Amazing. Them. Fire. And you could that yeah. You do. Okay, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Judah, I asked Rev Judah, I said, listen, Tasiri Tova, tell him it's Akshav. Like, I asked him to pull out his phone, so I think he sent it to me. I have to look for it, because I, I don't want to forget him. Um, okay, Chaverim Karim. This whole week we've been learning, Leilui Nishmas. Golan Ben Shalom Ben Mazal. Leilui Nishmas Mordechai Nachman Ben Chaim Meir for the for the the schus of the the birth of uh, of your granddaughter, uh, right? Your granddaughter, right, Michael? Your granddaughter Mazel Tov, and uh, by Daniela and Yoni Berg in, mem- in honor of uh, Ora Halel's first birthday and the whole month by Alone and Jenny Englenoff Leilui Nishmas Alon's Abba Avram Chai Ben Yosef Shimon. Uh, I have pages for today. To open up Kuf Tzadik, if you have the Sefer, Rabbi Yaakov Meir Sheikh, the Kuf Tzadik. There's something very sweet, and I, I guarantee you that if you don't just run to, to benching, uh, to, not to benching, to, to Chala, yeah. and you take the Chala in your hand, and you know, sometimes you go to places and like, <clears throat> you learn a Torah about Chala, Mishnah Lechem, and then, you know, the guy just takes the Chala, you can't even hear the words, Baruch Hashem. Okay, it sounds like, Baruch Hashem, it can never happen again after the following teaching. <laughs> I'm telling you, it can never happen again after the following teaching. So many elements of Shabbos that, we're, that we've been plugged into, whether it's the Zmiras, whether it's the Davening, whether it's the actual eating, whether it's Kiddush, we were speaking about Kiddush the last time we learned from the Sefer. Today we're going to touch upon Chala, we're going to touch upon the, the, the whole Indian of the double portion of Chala. <clears throat> and the way that Rabbi Yaakov Meir says it, only, only like him, he just brings down such a, such a, deep, such a deep concept and he puts a little sugar on the, on the spoon and says, here, take this, take this medicine. You know, every, every ounce of our learning has to translate into that the moments we go through Shabbos are more conscious. Every step of Shabbos, there's more breath in every step, in every moment, every movement, starting from Mincha, starting from, of course, Yedid Nefesh, the words we were talking about when we learned Yedid Nefesh. The Chunaranana, speaking about the Naharosim Chauchaf, the the uh, the rivers are, are clapping your hands and the, the mountains are, are 
you know, are alive. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of Shabbos, right? Mm-hmm. Every element of Shabbos has this, like, okay, breathe it in more, breathe it in more. It lasts longer. It lasts longer. And <clears throat> we do this also. We do this also with when we take the challah in our hand. What, how could it last longer for us? So even though it may be something that you know, I'll pee, like, you know, the medrash, or even, even the Pasha Pshat, even the Pshat of it, really, Rabbi Yaakumir says like this, Inyan Lechem Mishnah. A short piece. Inyan Lechem Mishnah Sheit Kinu Chazal Livtsoa B'Shavis. So what is this thing of the double portion, Lechem Mishnah? It's Bichlal, whole Sugiyah. Why is it, how come it's not called Lechem Kaful? Why dafka the word Mishnah? Rabbi Mishnah. Lechem Mishnah. Livtsoa B'Shavis. Ita Bagmara, so the Gemara in Shabbos Kuf Yudzayin says, we all know, Amar Rabbi Abba, Shabbos Chayav Adam Livtsoa al Shtei Kikarot. A person has to Livtsoa, you have to take, you make Hamotzi over two loaves of bread, Dichsiv Lechem Mishneh, because when we, in Parshas B'Shalach, the Parsha of Amman, that's the Lashon that's used in the Torah. Ve'lichora yesh lehavim, Hari Lechem Mishneh Yarad Beyom Shishi. When, Beyom HaShishi, when did this double portion come down? On Shabbos? No, it came down on Friday. Really, if we're going to play it by the book, what should have been right now? Ari, you should have brought a double portion of cookies of each kind, right? Meaning, I'm kidding, but not kidding. Next time, just make it a little bit bigger. Tired Abba. The whole Indian is, he's saying, it should be that on Friday, if we're going to re- do the whole reenactment, and it's all Zeicher and everything, then really on Friday it should be that we should be uh, having some kind of shaykhahs to the double portion. It came down then. There should be some kind of a zeicheh for it on, on Friday. Maybe not to eat it, because we know even then what came down was meant to be saved. But it's still, on Friday, on Yom HaShishi, should be some kind of reenactment of the Lechem Mishnah. That's what it seems like. It should, it should make sense. Let's go deep. When the manna started coming down from heaven, Dvaryom Beyomo came down on Sunday. You know, then again it came down on Monday. Then it came down again on Tuesday. Then it came down again on Wednesday. And then it came on Thursday. And then something was happening, shifting between Thursday and Friday. What shifted between Thursday and Friday? When a miracle starts to become normal, because it keeps on happening. He's saying something so simple and so deep. When did, the, when did water falling from the sky stop being a miracle? It happened more than a few times. <laughs> when, do you think it, when do you think it stopped being this, this nice? We'll get used to it. The moment that it, was, the moment it happened yesterday. Okay. Understand? The moment it happened yesterday, like when did this stop being a miracle? Uh-huh. <coughs> what time? The key, the key, the key Adam when Adam comes into the land. So I'm saying, I'm saying like, when did like getting to just be together right now and, and, and be together and sing, huh? The, the second. The first is like man, right? The second year. Right, the second time. <laughs> the first time. No, you know, maybe the third time. Maybe the second time we're still high. Huh? 
Maybe the third time probably. Oh no, this is a chazaka. That means it's not an ace anymore. So he says over here, it's so simple. He says, this is exactly, uh, over time, this nace can become more normal and natural than even the way that we relate to things like snow falling from the sky and water just falling out of the sky. <coughs> right? Three things that are coming down from the sky. Say, water, the, ice, and man. The, the ultimate level is to see the, the, the Kedusha in, in the Teva, because this is exactly the same. When there's an order through that happens to happen in an orderly fashion through miracles, it becomes nature, just like our children. Just like, let's stick with our children for a second. Just we'll go with our children. Our child, we walk into the house, we see a yitzur, we see this person, we see this, we see this, this being, right? This, and it stopped being a miracle when, I don't know, after like a few days of it keeping me up at night. Right? But walk into your house, look at the, the, these brias that suddenly are growing and they have a whole tzura and everything, and, and, and ask yourself, when did, when, did you stop becoming, when, when did you stop being a miracle for me? Right? And how can I make you a miracle again right now? This, huh? When they become teenagers. <laughs> when they become teenagers. When they flow kedavar and the wonders of miracles start seeming like seeming like something normal. Kechol like everything else that's natural. And these things just become, you know, I, I'm expecting it already. Like, I'm expecting it. Like, we expected to just, you know, come here to now go to Eretz Yisrael. We expected, like, whatever, everything's here miraculous, so we'll just not worry about Amalek and all this stuff and just let it keep on going because it's all... And then at a certain point, when, you, when, the, when, this, when the miracle starts becoming just total teva for you, what shaykhus do you really have to it? What, what, do you, what, what relationship do you really have to it? On what level are you relating to the thing that now was once a miracle and is now just the thing that is absolutely normal and expected? That word is very dangerous. Yeah. It's expected, nechon? So listen to this. Ela, shechofefet alehem hastara ava. You know why with our children it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's man coming down from Shemaim? Because there's a thick layer of hastara that's hovering over things that are really, in its essence, miracles. You know, I try as much as possible to, especially when I sit with the chaver from the machon, where I sit and I'm teaching, I, it, it's more or less kimat exactly the place that I took a shovel with tiferet and ora into the ground, the first on the, on the brown gate, like the day we did a hanachat evan pina. Every time, every time I sit in that makom, it's like right in front of where you daven, right? So in front of that table, I more or less remember, I may be off a little bit, that my children and I took shovels with a bunch of kids here. I still have those shovels. Uh, when we do Chanukah's Vice, we're going to have it, we're going to do a special thing with it. I have those shovels. We bought a bunch of shovels, and the kids dug. And, like, Zelo Muvan Meilav. Well, we just come into a shul, we expected things should work here. It, it becomes this place will continue to be miraculous in its nature if I make it miraculous in its nature and I, A, I don't take it for granted and I take part and continue building and continue to support it. 
and not just come in here and know, oh, there's coffee there, that minion starts then, then it, it just loses the whole thing. It loses the whole thing. But it's like that with everything in life. Eretz Yisrael, our children. But Shabbos comes and says, the world can't continue to exist if that continues to be the norm. If we have seven days where that's just how I'm day in, day out, there's no hitchatshut abriya. There's no renewal of creation. It won't last. So, so in order for me to have choice, there's this thick layer of hastara, of, of concealment, that hovers over all the things that are really miracles, in order to enable me to have choice to look at it as a miracle or not. Ulam. When Friday came, they woke up Friday morning and they said, whoa, this is different. And there was a double portion. That which was a total miracle for them on Sunday and stopped probably by, let's say, Tuesday, came back and was again a miracle for them. Because the nature of the miracle changed. Because... So, Rabbi Yaakov Meir says, the miracle was in order to make sure, you think it's just to make sure that we don't go and Machal Shabbos, right? We have to not go and collect on Shabbos, right? So we knew that. So we thought that the miracle was only in order to make us avoid a Chilul Shabbat. But it was, that's just the outside of it. The panemius of it is to remind us what being in this world and living under God's domain is all about. It was a strengthening and a renewal of the actual miracle that things just fall down from the sky, and I have them. Till today, honestly, aviation is a total miracle. We go, we walk into this box, and sit down in a seat, and then it just starts to fly. It flies itself. It flies itself, right. Because every single yid saw with their own eyes, every day they saw, well, man is coming down proportionately. It's all in accordance to what I need every day. Friday comes and messes up the Seder. Friday comes and says, there's something bigger going on, and it's not proportionate. It's... One could almost suggest that the bigger nice was Shabbos, because by this time they were expecting things to fall. Shabbos... It didn't. It didn't, and then resumed on Sunday. On Sunday, ah. So give out, so Friday, it's even beautiful. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday... The nays starts dwindling down, Seder Habria, this is how it is. Friday comes, wait a second, things change, double. Shabbos comes, nothing. Sunday comes, back again, an order of a, of a nays. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Doesn't they say that uh, Hashem always brings the uh, cure before the... The, wh- the whack. Right, so on Shabbat we got nothing. It's kind of like picking up, is it? And a lot of times, I think in life, we see it could have been something really bad that we got nothing, but that was the real miracle. But the cure came the day before we right. didn't know what it was. That's true. Brenner. Is the necessity really built now that it's like that? Because now when I, I got that spread, I just think, okay, it was, it was then it was not like this, but 
if I won't if I won't regard it as Yom Shabbat so it's a regular day, you know. Nahon. It's only the way I I regard it. If I really feel that it's something from Hashem now, that it's a different day. Nahon. You know. You know. Be miracle for me. You know what I'm thinking? Last night it happened again. At some some chevra I saw we were going down to Shuva, so people came from a, a few different cities and towns. I don't know if you, you, we didn't recognize everyone that was there, but a lot of chevra that learned with us, and everyone has the same complaint to me every time that they listen to a shir. And even Steve, you you complained about it too once. Is that re- really what we need to do? Is everyone has to have a certain microphone on there whenever they talk, and then whenever they want to talk, they press. A, well, it'd be crazy. I'd have to give a shoot and. Uh, because otherwise it'd be insanity. But you can't hear what people say. Yeah, yeah. I say to them, well, then you should come to Shear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be easier. Okay. It's not so easy. The solution for the women's Shear is not so simple. We can't go to it. Right, right. V'zeu, l'mana Shabbos Kodesh. The miracle that happened on Friday was really in order to bring about a nace of what, that uh, on Shabbos, like Rav Yonatan was saying before, you go into it with a zone of kol melachtacha asuya, that you have everything that you need. This just strengthened the concept of the miracle called the man. But in the same token, but it also performed an amazing, miraculous awareness that on Shabbos, nothing's going to come down and you're going to feel like you have everything in the world and everything that you need. Because what came down on Friday, the nace of Friday wasn't for Friday. The nace for Friday really was for Shabbos. So this answers the question we had in the beginning. Why don't we do a Zecher of Lechem Mishneh on Friday when it actually happened? Because it wasn't for Friday, it was for Shabbos. The only thing is, what he's trying to show here, Alpi Alpi Drash, is that even that which Kivyachol was for Shabbos really changed Seder Abriah because Hashem didn't want us to go into Shabbos already being in a state of being being totally murgal, being totally, uh, what's the right word? Accustomed. Accustomed to, habituated to, to, Achaim po ze kvalones, ze pashut, kacha ze olech po. This is what it's like. Stomeret. Going into Shabbos, the whole union of Friday, changes our understanding of what's considered a miracle and what's considered teva. And, and realizing at the end of the day, there's absolutely no difference. There's no difference between the two. Teva is nes, nes is teva. Akol me'ala, really, akol me'ala teva. Yeah. Uh, Louder. Dr. Eagle, I think last night, was talking to me over there, and he was speaking to someone in the head of the kitchen, and she said, like, you know, 60 chayim come, and she panicked, like, where's the food going to come from? She said, every single time, there's another delivery, and this hasn't missed, like, everyone gets fed, and this somehow, the food of this now, that place is Yom Shikula Shabbos, without a doubt. That place, 100%, that place is Yom Shikula Shabbos, and we're Bezrat Hashem going to go back again next week. That, that place is Mamash Yom Shikula Shabbos. And it's true. It's so meduyak. It's so, it's so exact. The point I think that he's trying to make here is that it's very important. A yid, hachana l'shabbos, this is called hachana l'shabbos chabura, right? Mm-hmm. We do it on Friday. The greatest hachana l'shabbos chabura is snapping out of taking anything for granted. Snapping out from it. Nothing should be taken for granted. Not, not any mitzvah here, not any moment of living here, of having each other, 
of having Torah, of having meaning of life. Nothing can be taken from you. No friendship, no nothing. Not the table, not the, the fact that these, table, these tables are just always ready for us to come and sit around anything. That on Friday, that changes because of the Lechem Mishnah. And then, if you remember that, when you're sitting there on Friday night and you're holding two kikarot, and you're holding then two loaves of bread, can you imagine now, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, no? It strikes me on Shabbos, it's not hard to remember the miracle because it should have been rotten. The miracle carries over. You get double, and then the next day it's not rotten. It's still fresh. Any other day you try to keep it over, it's... But you're saying, like you try during the week to keep it over? It won't. Oh, the man. So I'm saying, so you're holding the the Lecha Mishnah on Shabbos. Yeah. Really, it's... It should have been... If I could add, you know how I... I think in a slightly different way sometimes that the Halacha tells us that one of the things we're supposed to do before Shabbos is we should have the kikarot on the table Ready. so that there's no so that the table does not become a bosses and dover also. Right. We would like the candles. So on. in reality, part of the answer is it is an air of Shabbos, hafana, that has become part of our beautiful behavior. And it makes it Beautiful. an Arab Shabbos requirement. Beautiful. Most people that I know don't do that. I know, not yeah. a lot of people don't, but it's... They want to keep it fresh. It's on the, right? the, the, the platter, right? Warming <laughs> up. But uh, to make the table ready for Shabbos. Nachon. And not to be the buses that go around. Nachon. Or candles. Rabbi, it's kind of crazy. Because yesterday, after I heard what happened in Tekoa, I was really just thinking, wow, it's unbelievable that something like this yeah. And sometimes it takes something to remind you how it's the case that it doesn't happen every single day. Nachon, but that, but that the tikkun of our reality is that that should never be what takes it, right? Okay, hundred percent. I'm saying right now we're sitting on a Friday morning and we're trying to tap into that energy now, now. You know, that's the whole. That's Reb Nosson says that's the whole ikar hayadus, like to not have those things be the ones that tr- that get me to realize what I have. Death should not make you value life. Although the fact that we know that, you know, we're all going to be one day, I should be at Mavesim and more, and our, our great-great-grandchildren should be there to escort us to the next world. But just knowing that, you know, one, it's, this is not eternal, does bring an appreciation for, it does bring a certain appreciation for life. It's just that the whole, the whole shekher of this world is that usually the way we act is that we think we're here forever. We think we're here forever. We, we, we think we're here forever. We think that this, you know, it's just netzach. But it shouldn't take those things. So let's finish the piece here. This is what the Lashon is in Parshat B'Shalach. So now look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk actually makes perfect sense to us now. Look, Hashem gave you Shabbos. Therefore, this is the Pshat of the Pasuk. Therefore, He's giving you on Friday double portion. You see, that, you see what He did? You understand this? Is, read, it, read it again. Every, the whole Torah he just said is understood now in the Pshat of the Pasuk. Look, meaning, pay attention. Re'u, right? Meaning, what, what does Re'u mean over here? Why does he start the Pasuk with saying Re'u? What is he really saying? What is, what is, the, what is Hashem saying? 
And he says, Re'u. It's something that goes huh? missed, and therefore open your eyes to reality. Open your eyes to the reality, that, to the real reality that changed today. What? Hashem gave you Shabbos. Therefore, Alken, who noten lechem beyom ha-shishi, lechem yomayim. He gave you, uh, you Shabbos. Now, uh, honestly, Hashem could have made it in a way that the mana could have come down in a way that no one would have to go out and fetch it either, if you think about it. It could have been done in a way that it showed up in my tent or on my plate. It, it could have been done in a million different ways. But, but Hashem is saying, Re'uk, right? Like Moshe is saying, Hashem gave you Shabbos. Therefore, He's giving you on Friday the hachana for what Shabbos is really all about, to take you out of being accustomed to how things work and realize that there's no... That's not the way the Rebona Shalom runs the world. It's a, it's a, those people that spend their lives experiencing life like that, missing the whole point of everything that Hashem gives us. This is why, this is why we take the double portion of Afghan and Shabbos, because the miracle, the coming out, coming out of being accustomed to how things work on Friday was really only in honor of Shabbos, so he ends off answering the question he did in the beginning, that really it's just a circle of how it works. But the bracha I want to give all of us is that tonight, when we take the lechem in our hand, right, when we take, when we sit, we sit with it for one more second. It's not a, it's not a summer Shabbos where, we, that where we're eating at like 9.30. Mm-hmm. You know, and even here, right? Like last week was the... F- Fastest. <laughs> you should see my family's face. My, I wouldn't believe that. Yeah. We were able to do no, no, someone came up to me. Someone, that's right. Someone came up to me and said to me, uh, he was eyeing me from the from Lechadodi to see if I'm going to torture you or not. Meaning, if I'm going to go and give a drush on Friday night or not, because it was the fast. It was the, right? He said, no, I love you. Rahman is, I, I, lo- I love you guys enough. And then there was Chavar that's saying, Oh, we brought all this chaver from uh, a in America, and this is they, we talked about Shirat David Friday night. We warned them. It's going. That was the hot. I thought it was the hot. You didn't nailed it. Just it wasn't right. Long but the point is tonight, Shabbos was four thirty. Mashkaze for twenty five mincha. Four twenty eight. So four thirty five. Mashkaze. Four thirty three. You could you could afford. It's not like with the ribbon kola adon kola neshamas melech adir melech baruch. That's a little bit more chunky of time, which is still Indian that everyone should I, I hope take take on. But to mamish sit there for a second, maybe even maybe even gauge interest, like get, get people's attention either right after kiddush, but you shouldn't really because you should really should go from kiddush straight to bed to straight to washing. Right after washing, you take the first piece, but after you really re, you already evoke this interest of people realizing. Tonight's a little bit different. I'm spending a few, honestly, even five seconds of sitting with the challah. Five seconds can shift the whole energy of the Shabbos table and bring the sicha right away, like right away to meaning. Right, the children, your wife, you see, you guess, <clears throat> to see it right away. Nothing is seder. Everything is me'alateva. Everything, 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 everything. When our children walk by Chayalim now, they, they know they're in the midst of Lo Muvan Me'elav, not to be taken for granted. Lo Muvan Me'elav. I, I want to give us a bracha, all of us here, when you walk into shul tonight, have that already in your mind. You're walking into shul, onto a floor, onto a chair that you got accustomed to. Lo Muvan Me'elav. Lo Muvan Me'elav. And when that happens, 
everything smells like Shabbos, everything tastes like Shabbos, which really makes you feel that on a, on a very simple way, that everything you have, everything you need, you have. Just allow yourself to have it more and more. Whatever, the, for me, it's the mashal of the shovels. For someone else here, it could be something else. It doesn't matter what it is. But this is what Shabbos brings into our life. So three more, three, five seconds with the challah. I'm telling you, different Shabbos. Yom Shekula Shabbos. Shuva Hashem HaShaviseinu. Let's sing it one, 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 one last time. One, one, one last time. Right. Lechem?
Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos.